The following program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Hello everybody, this is Bill Friday and it's my pleasure again to being in the mayor's office and having a little chat with Mayor Brian Smith, the mayor of Usaga Beach. Hello, Brian. It's uh, nice to see you again. Good to see you as always, Bill. My pleasure to be here. I, I noticed that you're dressed in green. This must be St. Patrick's Day, is it? It's, it is St. Patrick's Day, and uh, it's uh, it's a green day. Yeah, and, and I go back to uh, Monday evening when you were uh, at the Wasaga Beach Lions Club, and you were made an honorary member. And uh, that was a great evening, was it not? It was an absolutely uh, spectacular evening, and I can't tell you how uh, how honored and privileged I am to be made an honorary member of the Wasaga Beach Lions Club. Uh, you know, Joanne and I do quite a bit of events uh, with you folks, and we have a blast, uh, a great time every, do it, every time we do it. And, and I, again, I said that night, I'll say it again, the, the folks uh, in that club are just second to none, hardworking, uh, believe in what's best for the community, and uh, I, I couldn't be more thrilled to be a member. So thank you so much. Well, we serve. That's what uh, our motto is, we serve. And, and we would like you to uh, keep coming out and keep uh, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, we, we really like to have you there because uh, uh, it's always a lot of fun, isn't it? It's always a lot of fun, and any time I can get out there and help, I'll be more than happy to do that. Good stuff, good stuff. Okay, let's let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, municipal politics here. Do we well, have to? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we could talk about fishing or golf or something like that, you know. But, uh, municipal but let, politics is fine. Yeah, let's let's talk about the beachfront. I see that uh, you've got a lot of... A lot of those uh, units rented down there for the summer, or perhaps longer. Yeah, so we're uh, we're now looking. Uh, we're now doing five-year uh, leases with an option to lease for five years. So we did one year last year because it was brand new to us. But these new leases are all five-year, and of course there are some existing leases that will come into play and and expire within that five years. Uh, but the new leases are all five years, and staff are telling me that. Um, we have uh, either leased or are in talks with uh, people to lease uh, at this point 27 of the 28 units. So oh. will we get there? I'm sure hopefully we will. I hope we get them all leased out, but we're going to be close no matter what, which is going to be a step ahead again of even last year. So um, well, I, I'm you feeling... Have, you didn't have that much time last year, did that, you really? You no, were, we were under the gun. We took pose- possession yeah. in May, and uh, but we got it done, and it was a great summer. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I can't uh, I can't say enough about the staff here at Town Hall and how hard they've worked last year and again this year to... Uh, to uh, you know, carry out council's uh, wishes and uh, to move our community forward, and uh, it's uh, we're doing that. And the staff have worked exceptionally hard. Uh, our new director of economic development and tourism has a ton of work on his desk. So does our planning department. You know, it, I, I've said this many times, Bill. It, it always amazes me being in this building every day now how much happens here. And until you've been here and you've you've been involved, you really don't understand it. I didn't. Uh, there's a lot goes on here, and we've got a lot of a lot of irons in the fire. And uh, but you know, the best part for me when I'm out in the community, as I am every day, talking to people, I'm getting nothing but positive feedback. There's a few out there who aren't happy with some things, or some aren't happy with all things. But the vast majority, I think, are behind what we're doing, and uh, that's positive. It's a, it's a great town. You know, um, the uh, the leases that have been signed or will be signed or whatever. 
Uh, are there any uh, clauses in there? What if you have to tear the buildings down for some reason? You know? Yeah, so every lease has a demolition clause in it, uh, Bill, that says, uh, you know, if we decide in two years that uh, building's got to be torn down for new development or whatever the case may be, there's a clause in there that protects the uh, the leasee, uh, or sorry, the leaseor, um, to uh, to get portion of their uh, their capital investment back. Yeah. Now I, I noticed uh, driving along Beach Drive that they're doing some some roofing work there. Um, is, is that something that's happening all along, or is that just in that one area? No. So we have uh, we had three uh, three or four roofs that were in desperate need of repair. Um, the Dard being one, uh, Bananas being another, the Copa building and the Splash building next to it. And uh, I think there may have been one other one. Um, and so we put out an RFP for public tender and we received quotes back on that and we're moving forward with those, uh, getting those roofs repaired now. Now the Bananas uh, roof, that was uh, in the agreement, the original agreement of purchase and sale, that that was going to be fixed. And uh, they did do work there, however, it didn't fix the problem. So we are fixing it, but you can be rest assured we are in conversation with the previous owner and we are negotiating with them to make sure that that uh, cost gets covered. The other buildings, the roofs are being replaced and uh, that's going to give uh, another 20 years lifespan on those buildings. I'm uh, feeling quite confident and uh, hopeful that uh, we're not going to need those new roofs for 20 years, that they're going to get torn down and we're going to have new buildings going up there. And um, again, we are in talks with with developers and with uh, um, different corporations and investors uh, on that. As a matter of fact, myself and the CAO and the Director of Economic Development Tourism are heading to Toronto tomorrow to have conversations with more folks. So um, we think, we believe we're on the right track. I think the vast majority of the, the citizens of Osaga Beach think we're on the right track. And I can tell you this, um, uh, departments at the ministry um, uh, and at the provincial level uh, and federal level also believe we're on the right track. They've told us that. And we'll be coming out with some information in the not-too-distant future that will uh, let the people know that they believe in that, too. So it's positive all the way. Well, I think it's going to be a pretty busy spot uh, this year, and all we need uh, perhaps is some sunshine, some good weather down there. Well, I'm praying not only to God, but to Mother Nature just about every day that we have a good summer. You <laughs> yeah. know, it is a lot, depends on weather, but... Uh, well, we had a good summer last year. So, we had a great you summer. Know, yeah. yeah. And a lot and, depends on weather, Bill, but I, I will tell you this, uh, whether or not, um, good weather or not, I should say, uh, if you have a vibrant community with lots to offer people, they'll come. And if they're coming for a weekend or a week, uh, they're here. They're mm-hmm. going to mm-hmm. spend money. They're going to do things. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. We're, we're getting there. So mm-hmm. but sure, we will get there. Well, that's good. And, and uh, is there anything to report about uh, the Beach One proper itself? In other words, the takeover by the town, if you will. Well, there's no takeover by the town. What I can tell you, uh, and I'm happy to share this, is that this council has uh, set out uh, right from the beginning, working with the Ministry of Natural Resources and Forestry and uh, working as a team. And uh, the the folks here locally, as well as uh, at the minister's office and Minister Morrow, have been very cooperative, and we've accomplished a lot. We've got a lot more to go. Um, but we, we've made great strides, and uh, so the town is in conversation now, in negotiations, I should say, with the ministry. 
uh, to regain control of uh, Beach Area 1, so from Spruce Street, if you will, uh, to about 6th Street, where Beach Area 2 ends that we own. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're well on our way. We've got a few uh, few things still to iron out, but um, I'm feeling good that we're going to get there, and uh, I'm hoping we're going to get there for this summer. So, and, so that uh, means that the if this happens, the, the town then takes care of the, of the maintenance of uh, Beach 1 and 2, basically. Yeah, I can't get into the specifics of the agreement because we haven't settled it yet, but mm-hmm. um, in a nutshell, yes, the town would, would maintain the garbage and the pickup and so on and so forth. Maybe the ministry does part of something else for a while or, or whatever, but uh, it, it would be the town's control. The town would be able to use that land to have events on that land uh, and, and do whatever else we saw fit within the confines of whatever the agreement stipulates. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to ask this, but I will anyway. Uh, are you going to have arrows pointing to the nude beach? <laughs> you know what? I'm glad you bring that up, Bill, because it's um, uh, you know we've ha- I've had very very little uh, comment or any correspondence from citizens with respect to it. I've had some um, people. I think are mainly concerned that they're going to take their kids or their grandkids or then themselves are going to walk down to Beach Area One and see people running around naked. Uh, that's not the case. You know, um, the Wasaga Bears have been in Wasaga Beach for many years, uh, and and. The vast majority of people had no idea. They have been about 14 years, is my understanding, up at the point, the mouth of the Nottawasaga River, uh, for about 14 years, and there's been no issues or problems. Why? They were out of sight, out of mind. And, um, you know, the the council uh, last week at Committee of the Whole agreed uh, unanimously that we would... um, be asking uh, or recommending to the Ministry of Natural Resources and Forestry who owns that land. So the final decision will be them, and it's out of our control. But we'll be asking them to allow them to continue in that same location as opposed to moving down somewhere else in the beach and to put up some signage so people won't be surprised. So some good signs to say, you know, if you pass this point, you may, uh, um, as our CAO put in the report, it was quite funny, you may experience some people in their natural state. <laughs> So um, I don't see it being a big problem. I think uh, we'll make it clear that that is an area and the people of the full-time citizens will be aware of it and there'll be signage up there, providing the ministry allows it. The ministry could say no or they could move it somewhere else. Or, sure. But again, that's, that's beyond our control. Well, there, there you go. It's very interesting that this has come up again. And as you say, it's uh, it's been there and nobody really talked about it. So. Main Street. Uh, what's happening on Main Street? So, as you know, we had uh, some public consultation and it was pretty clear where Main Street was going to be and Council has adopted that. So, um, we're now moving forward on the, on the plan. And again, uh, other levels of government agree with what we're trying to do here. And uh, you'll be hearing in the not-too-distant future, I'm hoping, some positive uh, uh, news on, on Main Street. And um, we're uh, going to move forward with the plan uh, so as that we um, have a, a very specific uh, uh, organized um, and developed plan that will give us from steps A to Z. So not only what it might look like and how pretty it could be, but how to get there. And that's what's important. And, we, you know, I've talked throughout my campaign about not spending money on consultants and, and, uh, and engineers and so on and so forth um, that get, for things that give us little or nothing in return. 
And we often go out and we get plans and we get consultants come back, but it's kind of a very high level. And what we're looking to do here is a very detailed level that gets us from A to Z. So not only says, here, you should do it, and here's what you should do, but here's how you get it done. And uh, that plan is around $350,000, give or take. And uh, we've uh, we've reached out to uh, the Ministry of Tourism, Culture and Sport uh, for a grant on that, as well as to the county and some others, and uh, also uh, talking to private sector uh, developers. And so I'm confident we're going to get there. And as soon as we have that funding in place, we'll move forward with uh, with the consultant to get that plan done, so we can start the re- the not the redevelopment, but the the development of downtown Wasaga mm-hmm. Beach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's important to note here, Bill? is that building a downtown, building a Main Street, is 100% for the citizens of Wasaga Beach. Tourists will enjoy it when they come, there's no doubt, because it'll be gorgeous, I'm sure. But it is a place that um, the locals who are here 365 days a year can go with their kids, their grandkids, their their relatives, their friends, people visiting, and have a, a place to go where, you know, you can walk down the street and shake your neighbor's hand and you know, say how you doing. Let's stop in and have a coffee or a bite to eat. Uh, it's very important. It's a real sense of community, and I'm excited about it. So, at the end of Main Street, uh, I, maybe it's the beginning. I'm not sure. Uh, towards the beach, uh, what's happening in the in in that area there? So, Main Street will run uh, as we have uh, um, pointed out from basically Zoo Park Road, if you will, or Stone Bridge, that area, to the bridge. Uh, and then, of course, when you cross the bridge, you'll be at the redevelopment stages of Beach Area 1 and 2. So uh, I think it all ties very closely together. It's not all going to happen overnight. Uh, I would uh, venture to guess to see it start to finish and actually completed 12, 15 years. But I believe we'll see uh, some development getting started in the next two to three years. I'm confident in that. So these uh, these little kiosks that we've been seeing, these cute little trailers and so on. You're referring to the Main Street Market. The Main Street Market. So it's funny, um, I had a conversation with a, with a lady uh, just last week um, over at the arena. We were talking uh, about age-friendly community and there was a workshop there. And she came up to me and she said, you know, Mr. Mayor, she said, I'm, I'm really um, concerned about the Main Street Market and these little shacks, as she called them, that you're going to put there and that they're going to get put there and never disappear. And so here's what I said to her, and I'll say this to the rest of the community. You have my word that this is a very temporary fix. This is a way to um, to ignite, to, to regenerate, um, to put the ignition into uh, creating a place of people coming to, to, uh, to gather and, and have fun, to have uh, many choices to eat, many choices to shop, uh, some entertainment, be good music, uh, have a drink, have a bite to eat, and uh, just, just put more business down there. It is a temporary resolve uh, to the bigger plan to redevelop the beach one and two. And so um, there you have my word that there is no plan to keep them there uh, long term. Uh, and as soon as the redevelopment starts, I'm sure that area is going to get chewed up with development as well. So um, as long as I'm mayor, uh, I can tell you that uh, we're not going to leave them down there for very long, if I can help it. It's an exciting concept, though. It really <clears throat> is to bring people down to uh, down to that area of the, of the of Main Street, if you will, because 
that's where Main Street starts, I mm-hmm. suppose. It is an exciting concept, yeah. Bill. You know, I, I've traveled quite a bit in my lifetime, uh, and I've seen these types of markets all over the place. As a matter of fact, I just got back a couple of weeks ago from a cruise with my family, and we stopped at many beach ports. And I learned a couple of things. The first thing I learned is... Um, just about every beach port or every beach community is the same. When I stopped, you know, whether we were in Jamaica, whether we were in in uh, in 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 uh, at Grand Turk Cay, or whether we were on an island that was owned by the cruise ship line, or whether we were in Cozumel, when you got off the ship and you went into that beach community, they had the same T-shirt stands, uh, the same sunglass huts, the same bars and grills, the same. The same everywhere, including right down to the little wooden signs that have a saying on them that you can buy here, you can buy on the other side of the world. Um, that's what beach communities are. But they were vibrant. They were hustling and bustling with people. And colorful as well. Huh? Colorful as can be. Locals yeah. and tourists all alike, they're having fun together. And, mm-hmm. and so it taught me that um, what we have here isn't that different from anywhere else. We need to improve on the quality. And that's what we're going to do. And um, the other thing uh, I, I, I learned uh, from that trip was that um, we need palm trees. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I, uh, I've asked... Uh, we, we used to have palm trees down there, you know, right by the dome. Well, the I, dome mean, I mean uh, real palm trees are ones that are pretty darn real looking. So uh, I think it would be great. And so, we'll, we'll, you know, I've asked some staff just when they get, when they get a minute free... Sure. If that ever happens it's to look into it. It's quite a spectacle when you get six inches of snow on a palm tree. You know? Oh, that's it. But I can tell you, palm trees grow in Alberta all year round. They, they have do, them. Really? Yeah, I researched it. They're there. Wow. And there are companies out there that make palm trees that you wouldn't tell aren't real unless you went up yeah, and no, knocked that, on it. So uh, it would be great. But uh, so, you know, reigniting that market is, is a great thing to do. And uh, again, you know, here's what I can tell you for sure. I hear people say, oh, you know, you, why are you working on a high school? It's never going to happen. Why are you, why are you trying to, to, you know, get the hospital closer to Wasaga Beach uh, in a more central location? It's never going to happen. Why are you, you know, talking about building a main street? It's never happened. Or redeveloping the beach. They've tried it before. They've had how many people come and say they're going to do it? It never happens. Here's what I can tell you for sure, 100%. And I invite anyone to argue with me. If that's the attitude we have, if we just throw up our hands and say it'll never happen, I promise you and guarantee you 100% it will never happen. You've got a council here who's working hard. You've got staff here who are working hard to make things happen. And, and we will. We already have, and we're going to continue to do that. Positivity breeds positivity. Everybody seems to be working together. Well, you know, I, uh, I can't tell you how, how happy I am. Uh, I'm proud to be the mayor of a community that the everyday regular citizen off the street, uh, when you give them a challenge, they'll come and they'll meet that challenge. When there's a family or someone in need or another business in need, they come together and they meet the challenge. And uh, I believe that uh, our community as a whole will come together and meet these challenges. Our business community will come together and meet this challenge. Um, You know, I'm not getting any complaints from business people about uh, creating more small businesses down there. I think business people understand that, you know, flies attract flies. The more people that come to an area, the more people want to be in that area. Yeah, Eaton's and Simpson's used to build across from each other, didn't they? They do it today. Yes, right? of course. Yeah. Lots of companies are the same company with different names. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I want to talk a little bit about, uh, about the Sunshine List that has been published in, in the last week. 
Uh, perhaps you could uh, touch a little bit on that. More than happy to do that. You know, the Sunshine List this this uh, this year, I think, has 28 uh uh, members on it. Um, there's a reason uh, for for it, of course. Some members, uh, some of those members, uh, make over a hundred thousand uh, dollars, and they work hard for it. Um, you know, the 13 members of the fire department, the vast majority of them, that putting the, getting them on the sunshine list is caused from a couple of things. One, the amount of overtime, the gross amount of overtime that our firefighters have had to put in uh, every year for many years now, because we are understaffed. And uh, council has moved forward um, to hire six new firefighters, which will take away that issue. There will always be overtime because of the collective bargaining agreement, uh, but not certainly not to the effect we have now. So because of all that overtime and because of the settlement with their collective bargaining agreement that went back two or three years and that settlement, that put a lot of them on the sunshine list. And, uh, you know, a firefighter's uh, wage, I think, uh, is somewhere between, depending on what level of firefighter they are, somewhere between 75000 or 70000 and 90000 Um but when you have firefighters who are working countless hours of overtime, the other thing to keep in mind there is that, you know, these guys are tired. So when, when, the, when the cards are down and the real emergencies happen, are they, do they have all their wits about them? So we're solving that issue and uh, moving forward. Uh, some of the other members of staff that are on there, uh, it comes from settlement um, uh, again, with respect to uh, maybe one of the agreements or overtime that they've been putting in. And, uh, you know, I can tell you, um, the staff here work hard. They truly do. And they work a lot of hours. And uh, so although I'm not happy with the sunshine list and we have that many members on it, I think we'll see a big change next year. I think we'll see considerably less on that. And um, i got to tell you, too, though, I'm not so sure um, how... Up to date, the sunshine list really are. I mean, this sunshine list has been happening now for many years, and it started at a hundred thousand dollars, and it's still at a hundred thousand dollars. I'm not so sure that that shouldn't be moved up a bit. And that's, you know, a lot of people are going to say, "Well, that's easy for the mayor to say. He's a businessman. He's making money." And you know, but what about the everyday guy on the street? And I'll, I'll answer it with this: I'm all about the everyday guy and gal on the street. Uh, I understand that we have lots of citizens who struggle, um, but that doesn't take away from the fact that. Every other municipality around us uh, pays certain rates, and we have to be competitive. And more importantly, we have to we have to make sure we're getting the best of the best when we're hiring. And I believe we're doing that. Um, that's never an easy topic. Um, it, it makes me uh, ill to look at it to see taxpayers' dollars spending that much money. But at the end of the day, you know you can't take it out on the staff. They're hired to do a job. They're doing it. They're doing it well. And the wage is the wage. And, and you know, as a lot of people say, well, in the real world. In the corporate world, people aren't paid nearly as much, and, and that's the case. But unless you're able to get all governments and all communities to, to make that change, it's not going to happen. You know, if we, if Wasaga Beach, for example, Bill said we're only going to pay, um, you know, this position, whatever that position may be, $50,000 a year, and everyone else is paying them ninety or a hundred. Well, you're going to get the fifty thousand dollar person, aren't you? Well, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and so and that's the difference. Uh, it's a tough subject, but yeah, I believe I me, I I emphasize with the taxpayer. Yeah, but I really think it. You know, you're right. It has it has been a hundred thousand dollars for a long, long time, and uh, uh, houses have gone up, uh, salaries everywhere else have gone up. And here we are still talking $100,000. And let, so, me, let me reiterate, Bill, I'm not saying it's good. 
I'm saying it is what it is. It's reality. And now, getting back to the firefighters, um, now um, we're going to hire six more, is that correct? Is that is that something that's uh, going to happen like right away or not? The process is already in place, and absolutely we're trying to get this done for the 1st of May, I believe. Um, you know, we council had budgeted uh, in 2015 uh, for two new firefighters, and that we never got them. They just didn't get hired. We didn't get there, and uh, that was budgeted again in the budget for 2016. So we're adding to the budget four firefighters, and uh, what that's going to mean on the average house uh, cost, uh, average three hundred thousand dollar house cost, is about thirty dollars and eighty five cents a day or uh, a year increase in taxes or about eight cents a day mm -hmm. and um, again I hate the fact that taxes are going up uh, or there's there's things there that are going to increase them but there's two things to understand when the fire department's called and they get to your door they're going to get there with more than one fire truck and more than one firefighter so they're going to be able to start attacking that fire or helping to save your life right away as quickly as possible the other thing is that it's now council's job uh, and some councillors might want to choke me for this, but it's now council's job to uh, recognize, which we do, that we have a $30, uh, $31 uh, a year increase. And there are other ways that we can, or in areas that we can find to uh, to make changes so that that doesn't happen or we, we reduce that as much as possible. This council is frugal. This council is about doing what's right. And uh, I believe we'll, uh, we'll we'll work on that. It might not be as bad as we think. Well, good. Now, hospitals. Tell me about. Um, tell me about the, how how is that proceeding? Because I know that we uh, certainly would like to have the hospital perhaps in our area rather than in Collingwood. Well, let let me start by saying this: it's not about having the hospital in Wasaga Beach for me. You know, when the hospital board first reached out uh, a little over a year ago to the four mayors, so to Mayor Vander Cruz in Clearview and Mayor Cooper in Collingwood and Mayor McKean in Blue Mountain and myself and had us in and told us that this is what they were doing. They're looking to do a redevelopment of the hospital. The light went on for me right away, and that was, where's the best place for the hospital? For the region it serves and the region of our four communities. Because now it's kind of offset. And, uh, you know, I, I thought right away, what about, you know, in, in the medical field, they always talk about the golden hour. So when someone has a heart attack or takes ill, that golden hour, getting them to emergency care as quickly as possible. So for me, it was, let's try and find a location, if it's going to, if it's going to be relocated, that's central to the region. And, and then I looked at, at the map, and of course, Wilson's Corners, which is where the land is that we are putting forward, is there, and it's dead center to the region. It's the same distance for everybody, and I think that's important. But I would support that location if it was in Collingwood, if it was Blue Mountain, or if it was in Clearview. The fact that it happens to fall on Wasaga Beach is great. What I want to say is this. The hospital board is made up of a group of extremely hardworking people, volunteer. They put in a ton of work and hours, and they're bright people. And uh, they've got a task in front of them that's not pleasant, um, be pleasant once we get a new hospital, but in, in, in looking at what they're having to look at today, it's not pleasant. And so it's not about taking the hospital from Collingwood, it's about putting in a location that serves everybody evenly and fairly. And um, uh, so no one's trying to take Collingwood's hospital. They're just trying to make our hospital better. Yeah, that and, hospital uh, basically is ours anyway. It's it, ours. It's, it's the ours region's. Anyway. And, and, and you know what? Uh, yeah. The four mayors are... Are, and, and councils are behind that redevelopment, whether it stay where it is, whether it move to Wasaga Beach, whether it move to Clearview, whether it goes somewhere else. 
um, we'll be behind it because we need it. And we need a new hospital. More importantly, we need a new hospital desperately. This hospital has seen its day. Staff are working under some pretty nasty conditions in some cases. Um, and um, it's important. So a few weeks ago at the uh, uh, Roma Good Roads uh, Convention, the four mayors actually met with the Ministry of Health uh, United to say, we believe in it, we need it, we want it, please fund it, let's get it done. Now, the, the uh, property that's being rezoned, I presume, is, is that property that's vacant out there, is, or where is this? So the property that the town is uh, proposing to, yeah. uh, to give uh, to the hospital, to build a hospital on, is, uh, is at, the, uh, it's at the north uh, east corner of uh, Lions Court and uh, Ramblewood. And so part of that property is the is part of our uh, business park. Part, part of the park. That, uh, and part of it is owned privately by a developer, uh, Mr. Cordellucci, Zancor Homes. Zancor, yes. And so um, we're now in the process, as you see in the paper this week, to rezone that land to include a hospital. Uh, so it's ready to go. So if the board decides that it's going to move to a greenfield site over redevelopment or expansion, uh, and if they should choose that site, that it is ready to go, then they can start building as soon as possible. And as soon as the ministry, of course, gives them the money to do that. And that's going to be the, the clincher, you know. Again, like, you know, the total redevelopment of downtown and beach area one and two, don't think you're going to see a hospital here next year or the year after. I mean, we're now dealing with the ministry. This could take years. But the point is, we're working on it. We're working towards making the region better. Well, that's good. That's great. I uh, I wonder how the high school situation is. I'm, you know, everybody is saying you'll never get a high school here. Uh, what, what have you got to say about that? Well, I'll first start by saying the same thing I said a few minutes ago. If our attitude is we'll never get it, I promise you we'll never get it. Um, as soon as I, uh, during my campaign, I talked about not giving up on the fight for a high school until the doors open, and I meant that. And uh, as soon as we were elected, I uh, immediately put a motion forward to council that we can form a task force, and council said, go ahead. So I handpicked uh, the members of this task force. Three of these members uh, have over 100 years' experience between them in, in education. Uh, we have other members on there who are very uh, bright people that have uh, dealt with provincial governments and federal governments that have worked with lobbyist groups. And we have uh, some folks on there. Of course, Councillor Bray sits there with me as a member of council and our Director of Economic Development and Tourism sits on there to represent the town. And uh, we've, um, you know, to point, for the last six months, we have had a lot of discussions it's been mostly information gathering to build a case to take to the Board of Education uh, to show them proof positive that Wasaga Beach should have a high school. And um, uh, we actually, four of the board members, uh, the task force members, sorry, went down last week and uh, met with the Simcoe County Board of Education. We met with the uh, with the Director of Education, uh, Kath, Kathy Wallace, and uh, we met with two of the superintendents, uh, Brian Jeffs and uh, and um, uh, John Dance, and uh, the board chair, uh, Mr. Peter Beacock, uh, who's the chairman of the board. And we had a very good conversation. And uh, um, coming out of that, I'm feeling uh, confident, as are the rest of the board members uh, and the task force members, that, you know what, we can work together and we can make this happen. We've got to look at all the avenues to do that. So the task force uh, was given uh, uh, 
uh, a budget by the by the council of Wasaga Beach uh, to hire uh, the Altus Group to do some demography work for us because we believe the demographics that the boards used in the past uh, just aren't accurate for today. And so we'll have that report back in about uh, two more weeks. And uh, we've agreed with the board that we'll, we'll share that with them. Uh, and so is that we can sit down to uh, work towards helping the Board of Education for Simcoe County, the district uh, school board. Um, we basically said, how can we help you help us? And so let's build a case together that we can then take uh, and get on the capital improve, uh, the capital plan, uh, which then will go to the ministry. And the ministry has said uh, to the last council in this council, you know, we can't do anything for you until you get on the capital plan. So that's the first step, to get on the capital plan. We're, we're getting close to uh, making some presentations uh, back to council that we can then take out to the public. Here's what I want the public uh, in Wasaga Beach to know. I this task force, the kids of this community need your help. We need you to get on board when we require you to do so and, uh, and fight the fight. Our kids have over the years um, been used um, for many, many years to backfill high schools and other communities to make them viable. And although I understand why, um, the one thing this task force believes is absolutely never should a high school in a small community be closed. So never again do we want to hear the words close Elmville or close Stainer or close a school in Collingwood or close a school anywhere. Because we believe we have the numbers here in Wasaga Beach to support a high school. And our kids deserve what every other child in every other community in this, uh, in this country, or North America, has. And, uh, and that's a high school. Citizens of Wasaga Beach including the children, have paid for a high school through taxes many times over, and um, we deserve it. And uh, it's very important. It's a very integral part of a community. It certainly gives our children that sense of being. And uh, what we do know is that when kids go to high school in their community, they often come back to their community. So, again, I vow to not give up the fight till the doors open. The task force is a great group of people, uh, and they're right at the door there with me fighting, and uh, um, we're going to need the good folks of Wasaga Beach. We had a meeting at the uh, uh, by invite only with some of the school board chairs, uh, sorry, the school council chairs uh, and our members. And uh, the one thing we heard was, you know, during the last arc, we, we were so feeling so good we might get a high school, and then it didn't happen. We kind of, the, the, the wind's gone out of our wings, and, and the balloons have deflated, and so our job is going to be to, to get out and speak to people, to have some public meetings in, at the right time, and to rally the troops in Wasaga Beach, just as the troops did in Allenville and Stainer to fight for their high school. And kudos to them. It's the right thing. They did it, and they succeeded. We're going to have to do the same thing. But we've got to be positive. It drives me crazy to hear people say, ah, it's never going to happen. Good Lord. You know, pull your head out of the clouds and think positive. And, and here's what I know. When Wasaga Beach fights, when we put our minds together, when we come together to make things happen, we do it. And I believe we'll do this with a high school. Again, it's not going to be next month or next year maybe, but I don't think it's in the, in the too distant future. Well, <clears throat> Mayor Smith, this has been a very positive uh, conversation. Again, you are, no question about it, a very positive person, and we thank you for that. I, um, uh, before we end up, I, I saw something, and I'm not sure what, what it is, uh, going to happen this Saturday, I think it is, down at Wild Wings, 
Now, I saw a picture of you with a cowboy hat on. Uh, <laughs> could you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> so this is a fundraiser uh, that is being done by the CIA, the Collingwood Improv. Uh, uh, he's a Collingwood Improv uh, actors or agency. Uh, yeah, Sorry, right. I, okay. I forget that. Yeah. And, uh, very brilliant, brilliant people. I, I actually had a brief rehearsal with them last Tuesday night, or this past Tuesday night, and I will tell you, I, I laughed... Uh, uh, they, they're just absolutely amazing. I, uh, they're great. And it's all improv. And it's happening at Wild Wings. And they asked me, I guess about two or three months ago, to be a guest uh, host. And so that's what I'm going to do. So you're sort of like the Saturday Night Live. Well, uh, uh, i got to uh, tell you, Bill, after Tuesday, I don't know what I've got myself into here. <laughs> uh, but I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, one of their, their motto is... Uh, um, you can't get in trouble if, uh, if, uh, if, if it's fun or you're laughing. And, uh, and you, know, you, you can't be in trouble if it's funny. And, uh, and that's true. And I, one thing I promise, it'll be funny. So I think the tickets are $10. You can get them at Wild Wing and, uh, or go to the CIA website and, uh, and uh, get those tickets. And uh, let's support the, the support's going to the local Rotary. So let's support the local Rotary group and let's get out there and have some fun. And you're going to be able to laugh at the mayor. Isn't that? Because <laughs> they'll be laughing at me, not with and, you. And, and the mayor can take it, I'm sure. Well, the mayor I, can take it. Yeah. I do want to thank you again uh, for uh, this uh, little chat with the mayor. And uh, uh, perhaps we can uh, set a date for the next time because uh, it's certainly always a pleasure for, for me and for Beach Booster to uh, have a conversation with you. And because it's always positive, and we like that too. You well, know that Beach Booster is always positive. So, Bill, it's my absolute pleasure to speak with you anytime, and uh, I always like to get out and be able to speak to the people of Osaga Beach. So, uh, my pleasure, and thank you so much. Good. And that's another chat with Mayor Brian Smith, the mayor of Osaga Beach. <laughs> The preceding program is a production of Beach Booster Radio, written, recorded, and produced in Wasaga Beach, Ontario. We thank you for listening to Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's only locally owned and operated radio station. We are local. We are Wasaga Beach. We are Beach Booster. Listening to Beach Booster Radio.